Welcome to Swing Shot, the American Gladiators podcast. That's right. We used to be Barry Jive in his Uptown Five. Mm-hmm. We're in the process of becoming Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Mm-hmm. But for tonight, we're Swing Shot. Yeah. I'm your host, Blaine Zimmerman, joined as always by Russell Slivka. Hello. And Ryan Allwart. Greetings. Hello. Is this the Millard Fillmore yeah. recap? Crossover. Yes. Okay. There will be nothing but Alec Baldwin facts. Okay. Um, I'm excited. By the way, Ryan Allwart, someone who adamantly stands for Alec Baldwin being not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he should be exonerated on all grounds. <laughs> all right. So it's it's getting hot. Um, so take off your Brooks jacket. It Well, you know what? It's quarterfinal time. While it might be cold outside, the action's heating up mm. inside the Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah, it is. In quarterfinal number one, now it matters. That's I think they said that. Maybe I just wrote it down. Christy Cotton from L.A. She's a stunt person. And Brenda Hund, who is from Roswell, Georgia, a junior at Clemson University and a black belt in karate. Mm-hmm. Why, are, why is Clemson the Tigers, but they say War Eagle? Do you know that? That, oh my God, Ryan. Auburn says War Eagle. Ah, my bad. But they're also the Tigers. <laughs> they are also the Tigers. That's who I was thinking. I just... Yes, but wrong. Um, okay, we'll go back to that. Did we answer that question? But why? I, he I... didn't ask that question. Oh, that's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. On the men's side, we have a, a rematch of episode one. Craig Williams from Lynn, Massachusetts, mm. a credit analyst and former fullback from Lafayette College. Mm. I'm assuming there's a Lafayette College in Massachusetts, and they're not talking about Louisiana Lafayette. I would oh. imagine. But I could be wrong about it, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Uh, John Shumsky, yes. also from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. was drafted by the St. Louis Blues. And I think in the first episode, they called him a hockey enthusiast, and you yeah. were like, didn't he play hockey in the NHL? And I was like, no, he's an enthusiast. Yeah, He was an right. enthusiastic pro. Yeah, drafted by the professional Blues. hockey player. Because you know that when you think of the Blues, you think of St. Louis. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well, actually, I've been. Chuck Berry was from there, wasn't he? Was Chuck Berry from St. Louis? There's a bar that I've been at called Blueberry Hill. Oh, there's a pancake place, too. You no, know, World uh, Chess Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. Lafayette College is in Easton, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh. okay. That makes Easton, sense. like E A S T O N. That's where correct. they make the bats. Yeah. That is correct. Right? That's where they make the bats? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I'm almost positive. Okay. Um, so. There's a secret member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Do you know that? Yeah, I do I, know I that. I do, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been seeing a lot of ads for St. Louis because it's March and I'm watching a lot of basketball. The Missouri Valley Conference, which is the conference I competed in in college at mm. Indiana State. I've been watching Indiana State in the Arch Madness is what they're calling it. It's real clever. Oh, they just took the St. M off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's these St. Louis ads where they just get like famous people from St. Louis talking about it. The one that's in it the most is the lady from the office, Jenna something. Uh, yep. She's Pam. Sure. Oh, okay. Which says a lot sure. about St. Louis. Like if that's yeah. your A-list. Is Ozzy, like, uh, Ozzy Smith from St. Louis? We played for the Cardinals. He did. Yeah, um, okay. So your hosts are Mike Adamley, who was a WWE announcer, XFL announcer, things like that, and Joe Theismann, who you may know from the 1996 film Good Luck. Wow. <laughs> um, Good luck. I actually took a screenshot of, of what Good Luck was about. Heinz plays a formal... <laughs> Heinz? Heinz. Heinz? So 
Look, like the ketchup? I took this screenshot because this is one of the most unhinged like storylines I've ever heard. Go ahead. Former dental student Bern Limley, who had to quit school just before finals because of a car accident that left him in a wheelchair. Hmm. Oh. Ole Olazanak, mm-hmm. a former pro football player, was blinded in a freak accident on the field. Mm. Okay. Before their accidents, Bern had been a tutor for Ole and after quitting his post-accident job as a denture technician, he approaches Ole about teaming up to enter a whitewater rafting race in Oregon's <laughs> Rogue River. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. Somebody sold and that Joe Seisman was in that movie. Yeah, he was. Somebody Man. went in front of people with that script, and they were, yeah. they were like, they yeah. They were like, okay, think Cannonball Run, but in the water. But first, these two guys have accidents. <laughs> Show me a pilot. I'm listening. What if the original script had nothing to do with any of that? And that was just the result of like too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, I mean, I would imagine that's that's actually true. Yeah. Did they win the whitewater rafting? He did it in a wheelchair? I don't know, man. There's only one way to find out. So clearly the next podcast we're going to do is just a deep dive into 1996's Good Luck. Or all of Joe Theismann's movies. Mm. (laughs) I don't know if I can watch all those Hallmark movies. He's in a lot of Hallmark movies. Is he? Yeah. I mean, like half the ones I've talked about are Hallmark. I mean, it'd be fun to watch Cannonball Run 2 with you guys. Yeah. Is Theismann still alive? Yeah. Okay. People are crazy for Hallmark Yeah, because he does ads all the time for like Medicare and Medicaid Mm. and like... If you, yeah, prostate exams. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know this. But he does the type of ads you see like during the day on yeah. like CNBC. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. You're either like suing Camp Lejeune or. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. God, yeah. Hearing yeah. aids. <laughs> yeah. Mesothelioma. Investing in gold. Yeah. 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 Oh my. Uh, I just learned that Mike Adamley uh, still holds the record for most yards rushed in a game for Northwestern University. Oh. Really? Yeah. He has a great voice, by the way. I like, like my he's go- like I feel like he should have more announcing roles because mm-hmm. he does have a very good voice. Yeah. All right, so Powerball. We're going to start off with Powerball. And we're starting off by they're showing highlights of the last time they played Powerball. Oh, okay. When Craig murders Nitro. Okay. Remember that in the first episode? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just trucks oh, Nitro. Yeah. And we were like, Nitro was definitely concussed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, he definitely he comes just back. laid from, him out. Yeah, yeah, he completely, I'm pretty sure he took a shoulder, like, straight to the sweet spot on the chin. Yikes. Sweet, sweet chin music. Tale of the tape, John Shumsky, 25, 6 foot 4, 215 pounds from Medford, Massachusetts. He's a marketing representative. Craig Williams, 27, 6 foot 2, 225, from Lynn, Massachusetts, a credit analyst in a bank. Yeah. We see the three gladiators, and Malibu has some wildly ridiculous aviators that are bedazzled that he is clearly using as a prop just so he can take them off and look cool. Yeah, yeah. Which you did. Congrats. You nailed it. Good work, boo. Um, Good work, boo. Craig immediately trucks. Malibu, but Malibu like doesn't let him go. Malibu falls on one to the baskets oh, and yeah. shatters it. Yeah. And they have right. to stop the event so they yeah. can get a new basket in, which I remember thinking, like, I can't believe they had backup baskets. Yeah. Like it's shocking to me they thought they had the foresight to think 
somebody might break one of these because they're I mean, just like plexiglass cylinders. I was yeah, like laundry. That they had backup gladiators when Bronco stepped in when yeah. Boo got well kicked off in this in the cannonball. Yeah, and he like he knocked him backwards over the basket. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. there's another time like later during the Powerball where Malibu kind of tackles him, but then like won't let him up. Yeah, like yeah. he's just mm-hmm. holding him down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Adam Lee's like, well, that's illegal, but nobody stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Because points don't matter. And, you know, this is serious stuff now. Yeah. Malibu, you got to follow the rules. This There's $10,000 on the line. And in 1990, what is that? A million bucks now? That will Easy. buy you yeah. a, After a inflation. B1 bomber in 1990, I yeah. think. Yeah. All right. So your score after one event. John Shumsky has 60 points. Craig Williams has 30 points. We are well on our way to the first quarterfinal matchup, and John Shumsky has a lead. If you remember from the last episode, I said Craig Williams was my favorite to go all the way. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some coming back to do. Yeah. At one point, <laughs> Joe Theismann, as they're like showing the replay of this, says, he looks like Michael Jordan going to the hoop. And Adam Lee's like, except for Jordan does it eight feet in the air. And I was like, he doesn't go... What? Hmm. Like, for one, no one there looks like Michael Jordan. Correct. Two, Jordan doesn't do anything eight feet in the air. Do you think he <laughs> meant? <laughs> do you think he meant he took off from the free throw line, which is ten feet away from the hoop? No, I think it was like he juked somebody, and like he was. Okay. It was. It was a bad analogy. It's a stretch. Joe. Yeah. So they interviewed John afterwards, and he says it's all quick moves and head fakes here and there. Years on the ice translates to this, which I I could see that. I could see, like, he triple deked somebody Mm -hmm. into, you know, the game-winning goal. All right, let's do Powerball. Okay. Didn't he have, like, a terrible father? Was that Shumsky? Yeah, he was the one that was, like, making him... Yeah, skate on the All my friends were out playing. I'm skating on the the pond. pond. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Powerball. For those just joining us during quarterfinals, like, I get it. You're, like, the type of people that don't watch college basketball, but as soon as the tournament starts. So the tournament has started, uh, and to catch you up, we have a bingo roller. I keep forgetting who the shop is going. Colin Powell? Colin Powell. Yeah. And somebody... Was it Ulysses S. Grant? Yeah. So there's numbers on these balls that that correspond to a list of random facts I have. Okay, great. I, 21. 21. 21. We may have already had alien contact. This is boring. No, for sure. You're the one who wrote the the facts. Yeah, go, but go ahead. Go, they, they, a, they can't all be winners. Do you have like a, a, a little deep a dive alternate, there, like a Bronco twenty one? <laughs> what was nineteen seventy seven? As a volunteer for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, received a seventy sec, seventy two second long signal from a distant star system, one hundred and twenty light years from Earth. It was loud and sent from a place that had yet to be visited by mankind, so the guy who received it wrote, wow, next to the original printout of the signal. It continues to be known as the wow signal. Researchers has since suggested that the noise was picked up from a passing comet. Okay. Maybe, do you think they named the chips like, after whoosh. that? The what? Chips. Wow. 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 Oh, wow, wow chips. They yeah, get oh, diarrhea. Yeah, oh, those things are Olestra. Olestra, those yeah. things are terrible. That was yeah. during, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, during Jimmy Carter's presidency, right? Seventy-seven. Wait, Olestra? Was it either Ford or seventy-seven? No, no, this no, no. Thing. the Wow signal. Huh. Was it Jeff Goldblum? It was probably was Jeff it? Goldblum. It, it was. was just the fly. <laughs> okay. What? All right. Uh, Next. They think number. it came from a passing. 
Comet. Comet? They think, yeah, it was just interference. What kind of sound do you think that is? It's like zoom. Hey, Earth. <laughs> I'm flying by. <laughs> Everybody look at me. One of my favorite memes is like, I'll tell you what, if me and my friends would have found E.T., we would have killed him with a hammer. Oh, <laughs> wow. 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 Well, B-15. Okay, go ahead. Marie, oh, this is a good one. Marie Curie's notebooks are still radioactive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see why. I feel like you knew that one, right? I did know that. Um, let me look up more details here. Uh, I'm going to go down the rabbit trail of the UFO while you're looking that up. Mo- the oh. mother of modern physics was known for her work with radioactive materials and the discovery. We know that. The exposure to radioactivity didn't just affect her. It affected most of her belongings, including her clothes, furniture, and books. More than a century later, her notebooks have to be stored in a lead box, and they are still radioactive and will be for another 1,500 years. Wow. Whoa. What about people? Go ahead. What, what about, about people... the radioactivity? <laughs> What's the deal with this half-life? <laughs> what about, like... <laughs> Go ahead, Russ. Yeah. She probably let's, had, like, Let's a... walk the dog on this. Do you think she had, like, a cleaning lady that would come in, like, once a week at she... Super radioactive too. Well, it's like the uh, dude that in uh, what's his name's book. Oh, oh, um, what's his name? Yeah, come on, Richard Feynman. 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 Yeah, like there was they were trying to test like the bomb, oh, yeah. and this oh. one dude like picked it up and like yeah. the lid moved a little bit, and he was like, "Well, we're all dead." Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Spock. <laughs> yeah, it was called like the Demon Core. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, like they yeah. moved it just the wrong way, and he was just like, "Well, What's I'm definitely just... dead." Yeah, uh, you should probably get me out of here, and you should probably all run. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Demon Core is a type of music like normal? Oh no, core it's a hundred percent type of music. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Can I go down the rabbit trail of the Jimmy Carter presidency yeah. UFO sound? Yeah. Extraterrestrial. Whoosh. So this would have been in episode 39 in Jimmy Carter's episode. This was in Little Known Facts. Prior to taking office, Carter filed an interesting report with the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. In 1969, Carter wrote that he spotted a strange aircraft in the sky over Leary, Georgia, It appeared to hover 30 degrees above the horizon before disappearing. He promised to release every sealed document the government had collected about UFOs, if elected, but later walked back on the promise, citing national security concerns. And then this, is this the wow signal that we're hearing? This is Demon Core. This is Demon Core music? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Carter has, is the president while the wow signal happens. Oh. What if this was the wow signal? <laughs> okay. All right. Do I have one more? Yeah. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> oh, I forgot we were even doing Powerball. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. What you got? Oh. 62. I like the letters don't matter, but we still have just kept saying Yeah, you have to. Starbucks flopped down under. Okay. Oh. Why? I don't know, because the coffee can't get (laughs) brewed. Yeah, if you backwards. Oh, Um, yeah. Mm. It's got to taste different. After opening dozens of locations throughout Australia beginning in 2000, low demand led it to close 70% of its locations, leaving just 23 cafes around the country. Hmm. 
launched too rapidly didn't give the Australian consumer an opportunity to really develop an appetite for the Starbucks brand, moved into regional areas and outer suburbs of major cities. It mm. wasn't working. Okay. Australians don't like Starbucks. Got it. Mm. Do you think they drink a lot of coffee? Oi. 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 It's too hot. Ah, bugger off. Yeah. Get out of here, Starbucks. Hey, let's go hike Uluru. Ugh. I don't know if you can hike Uluru. I think it's a sacred rock. Never mind. I'm going to. Uluru, the big yeah, old rock. Coral's dying, eh? Ah, the epic. Yeah. We can't have all this coffee here when ah. we're trying to save the coral. Is that Urban Uber over yeah, there? we're going to go to the opera. Ah. 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 Do you think the wow sound sounded like a didgeridoo? Do they even have any Vigimite? <laughs> that sounds like Demon Core. I'm going to go ahead and do my I Powerball. I think it's a didgeridoo. Ah, didgeridoo here. Didgeridoo, don't do that again. <laughs> I'd like a grande vanilla latte. Uh, B13. <laughs> Subway footlongs aren't even a foot long. Oh, we I know knew that. that. Yeah. Oh, that's a well, Everybody knows it's, that. It's, it's pre-cooked weight. Wait. <laughs> How long are they? How long are they? They average 11 inches. The sandwich chain commented, uh-huh. with regards to the size of the bread and calling it a foot long, Subway Footlong is a registered trademark as a descriptive name for the sub sold in Subway restaurants and not intended to be a measurement of length. Oh. <sighs> I bet that uh, Crunchberries to- lady was devastated <laughs> from last episode. Uh, it went to court, and the judge ruled in his favor, or Subway's favor, Jared's favor. Sure. Saying most sandwiches are, in fact, one foot long, but due to perfectly natural and unavoidable vagaries in the baking process, a mm. very small fraction of sandwiches fell about a quarter inch shy of 12 inches. That dude was on the tape. Yeah, he was absolutely that paid was Alito. off. I bet he was Alito. Yeah. They yeah. were just like giving him some <laughs> some coupons <laughs> underneath the table. All right, here we go. Okay, these look like what did we decide these look like? Little whoppers. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. little whoppers. whopper, 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 whopper. N thirty eight. Thirty eight. They shouldn't be able to get away with that. Like they really shouldn't be able to call it a foot long. Correct. Sub. They should call it an eleven incher. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying we're talking about the country. Oh boy. To Chad. Indians spend 10 plus hours a week reading more than any other country in the world. Okay. Wait, 10 plus hours reading? Mm -hmm. On average. The average resident of India spends Uh, 10 hours? 2017 study, the average Indian spends 10 hours and 42 minutes per week reading. Wow. Yeah. Get on our level, India. Yeah. 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 Try to read all 40 however many presidents we did in yeah, two years. 21,000 pages. It was, I guarantee you we were me- reading more than 10 hours a week at that point. <laughs> yeah, take that, India. Yeah. And, and yeah. 2017 yeah. was take before. Take your spelling bees and mm-hmm. shove it. Yeah. You don't even have, do they have presidents? Do they? I think they have prime ministers. Um, probably, yeah, probably. They have the biggest democratic Population. election. Have you heard about the Indian? It has to be the biggest. They have the most people. It There's is, like 17 billion people there. It mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Like yeah. they... Will get it, it, they will send electors who who are the people that go out and get votes. They will send them to like set up stuff on the bottom of mountains so that uh, yeah, it is the biggest democratic effort in the world. 
Wow. Every time they do it, like they get tens of thousands yeah. of people. Yeah, like we didn't get away from Britain to not like nail this. Tens of thousands of people. Mm, of yeah, that they just send out to make sure oh, they get okay. everybody's yeah. vote. Got it. Wow, it's awesome. What do you think oh. the other top five uh, most read countries are? Hmm. Finland, Sweden. Nope. Japan. Mm-mm. Hmm. You're missing a really obvious one. Canada. It's forced. I promise. China. Yeah. China. Thailand, China, the Philippines, and Egypt. Which I can imagine it takes forever to read in Egypt because it's all the little characters and stuff. Yeah. yeah, It it takes 15 minutes to get one word. Also, this is 2017 before like Instagram and... (laughs) You just threw a beep in on yourself there, Russ. (laughs) Kind of. I don't think I said the whole thing. No, this wasn't because the whole thing was social media and digital consumption had become so overwhelmingly popular in most parts of the world that it's easy to forget that for some people, reading is still a primary form of entertainment. That's a like wildly presumptive sentence. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do my. I don't know. That was that was that my first or my second? That was your second. Okay, this is my third. I think. I think. No, was I think that was your first. You just had a uh, I twenty nine. I'll do another one. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. I like power. Queen Elizabeth wouldn't sit on the Iron Throne. Queen Elizabeth II, or whichever one just died. I mean, the Iron Throne isn't that old. From Game of Thrones, she wouldn't sit on it. Yeah, which I, yeah, that I makes bet. sense. Yeah. What are you talking about? Was she invited to the set one day or something? She paid a visit to the set of Game of Thrones. She refused <laughs> to sit on the Iron Throne for legal reasons. Hmm. She's not allowed to sit on a foreign throne. <laughs> oh, even a fictional one? Oh, the, yeah. This is the dumb. Okay, that's yeah. that's the worst Super one. Dumb. Yeah. That's the worst fact. That's not even a fact. I'm just going to do one more because I'm not going to count that one. Okay. Okay. B6. A bolt of lightning contains enough energy to toast 100,000 slices of bread. A bolt of lightning contains enough energy to toast 100,000 slices of bread. In our last episode, we talked about... Five billion jewels. We talked about the park ranger. Run the jewels. We talked about the park ranger who was struck... Seven times mm-hmm. by lightning, and then so he could toast seven hundred thousand loaves of bread, slices of bread. And if he was holding a hundred thousand each, in time. a in a shocking twist of fate, he was gluten free. He was gluten free. He was uh, a <laughs> what do you call that? Anemic? No, no, um, pedantic. No, um, <laughs> breadist. I don't know. No, but what's the, the celiac? Celiac. Celiac is what we were going for. So a two uh, uh, the song. average mm-hmm. one thousand watt two slice toaster could be powered for eighty four thousand minutes with one strike. I feel oh. like all those units of measurement. I thought like a lightning bolt was hitting a, a bread stack factory. of a hundred thousand slices of yeah, bread. Yeah, it was a real scientific. That's what study. I thought. No, it's called math, Russ. All of those of units of measurement in like. Physics and chemistry. Jules. All named after some physicist. Kelvin. Kelvin, Joule, Watt, Mm -hmm. uh, Fahrenheit. Celsius. Celsius. Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Nikolai Tesla. That dude's story is crazy. I appreciate Um, you putting so much uh, into this so that we too can enjoy the Powerball adventure. Yeah. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Thank you. Um, It means a lot. So for the first time ever, mm-hmm. we have women's breakthrough and conquer. Oh, 
Huh. Is it the first time? Did you not watch this episode? No, I did. I just oh. didn't realize we didn't have breakthrough women's <laughs> yeah. breakthrough and conquer no, before it was, this. It was swing shot, because there is not a swing shot in this episode. Yeah. Oh. Not even a swing shot score. I don't think we're ever gonna see it, which is why this podcast is now called Swing Shot. From American Presidents to American Gladiators to Swing Shot. Colon. So they didn't <laughs> Colon. Powell. Powell. Shabas Koy. <laughs> So they don't change the intro. It's still Joe Theismann saying he, him. Yeah. So he misgenders it. So we learned Brenda is a 1988 National Karate Federation women's champ. Brenda Hund. Oh, Hund. And they love saying karate. Karate. Yeah. They love I feel like it. it's more Adam Lee than, yeah, but I get what you're saying. It's yeah. Karate. Lace is the breakthrough and consequently <laughs> Zap is the conqueror. So she runs basically right at Lace and basically just bounces off her. This is Brenda. And then for Zap, she grabs her left leg and just starts pulling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember (laughs) that. Which I felt like, oh, she's going to nail the conquer part. Like, oh, this yeah, is right of her. karate. Nope, Mm -hmm. not even close. Like, she just grabs her leg and pulls and runs out of time. It's a large leg, too. Yeah. She's huge. She is. Zap. Yeah. Ray Hollett. She's, she's yeah, large. Christy for two. Yeah. Jukes lace out of her shoes. Oh yeah. Like unlaced. I feel like lace is the most like coolest everyday normal gladiator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If Sunny if Sunny were two feet lace shorter. Lace is the cool mom that like lets her kids drink as long as they're doing it under her roof and 100%. nobody's driving. I mm, I don't know if I should tell this story. But yeah, I, I know I yeah. <laughs> We'll talk no, offline. Don't. Yeah. We'll talk offline. I don't. Yeah. All right. So Zap, Zap literally picks Christy up. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Picks her up, but in doing so, like loses her balance. And uh-huh. when she loses her balance, she falls over. So Christy gets the points, even though she got completely woman handled. <laughs> she did. She lifted up like a baby. Yeah. She just like a rag doll. Like picks her up. I was expecting her to like completely clean and jerk. Oh yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, we're now at Christy has a hundred points, and Brenda's got a big old goose egg nil, as mm, they say in nil, the soccer world. Nil. And Zed, and then Mike makes Christy recreate. So when Christy scores the touchdown, she spikes the ball. Mm-hmm. And so in the post uh, game interview, he's like, "Why don't you show us that spike again?" Of course, Joe, in uh, his infinite wisdom, is like, uh, "She better be careful doing that. She'll get a five yard penalty on the kickoff." <laughs> I used to be a football yeah. player. Like Which, everybody knows that. That's the thing I think is so wild about Joe Theismann in this show is like there were very few more popular quarterbacks mm. in the NFL up to 1990 than Joe Theismann. Joe Namath. When was Marino? Like after that. Okay. All right. I mean, he would have probably joined. Let's see. He was at Pitt probably in like 85 to 87. So he would have been like early 90s. Yeah, in the he NFL. was in Ace Ventura too. So that was like what, 96? 92. Because Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber came out in the same year. Wow. Yeah. Um, That was a big year for Jim Carrey. Yeah, it was. It was almost as big as his mouth. I'm really surprised that Joe Theismann hasn't been, like, canceled. Because he'll make these, like, little side comments about... Never mind. I'm going to cut this out. (laughs) Uh, Joe (laughs) Namath. Joe Namath was... uh, canceled. Joe Namath's the one that got in trouble because he tried to kiss Susie Colbert. He'd wear fur coats. Super handsy. Kiss you. Very handsy. He was super drunk in a sideline interview during a Jets game in, like, the AFC Championship or something like that. And he looked at Susie Colbert and was like, I could kiss you in the mouth. (laughs) um, Joe. 
Yeah, oh, no, man. but like no one needed you to remind them that you were playing football, Joe. Like everybody knew who Joe Theismann was. Mm. Yeah. It, like there there were probably by 1990 six or seven quarterbacks that people thought of before Joe Theismann. Like he was in the top five or six that yeah. were known, known entities. And because of how gruesome his broken leg was, yeah, people that didn't follow football at all knew who he was. So. Yeah. But Chill. everybody who talked to him walked away knowing that he played football. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Some of us, like myself, played it for a living. Because he says that when he's talking about yeah. Breaking yeah. Conquer, he's yeah. like, this, this is, is my favorite a, event. This is a homage back to one-on-one football in the backyard. Or for some of us, played it for a living. Like, we get it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, men's Assault. Malibu is the one shooting. John Shumsky gets to the cannon and hits a no-look shot yeah. like yeah that's right just sticks his hand over hits the button and just so happens to yeah. hit it yeah, yeah. craig chumps chumsky i was trying to think of a nickname for him what would people call him chumps hockey enthusiast uh so craig gets to the rifle behind the driftwood also hits the target we are now at 135 to 105 so craig's within 30 okay the women's joust Oh, we don't see it. They don't show it. They just tell us the points. Got it. So Brenda scored 100 and Christy scored 35, which tells me Brenda knocked. Yeah, 100. 100. That's good. That's good, Russ. (laughs) Nice, Russ. Tells me Brenda knocked off whoever was on the platform. And Christy stayed long enough to get 35 points. So Brenda's closed that gap. It's now 135 to 100. So now we have a close game. Brenda's right there. And I think I speak for all of us when I say we're all pulling for Brenda Hund. Yeah. Right, I, I, I like I mean, Christy. Do you? I do. Yeah, I Cotton? thought you would like Christy too. For some reason, she seemed like a real like good sport. And what was the name of your Wilma junior Rudolph. high female PE teacher? Had a male junior high. Oh, okay. Did you have any? Remember, I, we talked about this earlier tonight when you asked if I ever been to Sids. Yeah. First time I ever went to Sids, I looked over and there's my middle school PE teacher just ripping heaters at the bar. <laughs> With a whistle around his neck. Yeah. He still had the shorts on. <laughs> oh, just really high. Yeah. Really high shorts. He's, he's just, and we were like, hey, didn't you tell us not to smoke? And he's like, yeah, well, this is my life. Um, <laughs> you going to buy me a drink or what? Yeah. <laughs> Men's joust. Malibu said, when I heard I had the opportunity to knock some opponents off with these giant Q-tips, I said, bring them on. <laughs> he can do no wrong in my eyes. I mean, he called out that they look like giant Q-tips, which yeah. we all... And, they really and do. Mike Adamley was real quick to be like, oh, they're not Q-tips, they're fusel <laughs> sticks. Yeah, right. All right, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so John Shumsky gets into kind of like a back and forth with them, and they both fall off at the same time, opposite sides. Uh, speaking of Q-tips, sorry, can I can I just do a little rabbit trail here? I'd yeah. love it if you did. Um, have you ever wondered why Q-tips are called Q-tips? Because that's the name of the brand, dog. Okay, well, the product. it's one of those few brands that everybody assumes that all the, the thing itself, right, 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 is now like like Band Aid, Kleenex, Xerox, Kleenex, Xerox. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were originally intended for infants, and the Q standed for quality, but the product was originally called. Just take a guess, Russ. What do you think a Q-tip was originally called? <laughs> Quality tips. Okay. Blaine? Pugil sticks. Uh, Q-tips were originally called baby gaze. (laughs) 
How how Baby is gaze. how was gays G A Z E G A Y S like nineteen forties oh. happy actually nineteen twenties yeah <laughs> uh, also Malibu hosts a podcast what mm-hmm. why aren't we on it it is called the issues of life podcast with Darren Malibu McBee oh he absolutely is an open book now yeah. Yeah, his last episode was released in late 2020. So he needs to come on our podcast. Is there a way we can? Sure, we can figure it out. And he also hasn't posted in a long time. Okay, Um, I hope he's okay. He's fine. I think he is. You know who's not fine? Mike Adamly. What do you mean? Mike Adamly has dementia. Oh man! Due to Q-tips. No, (laughs) due to. He has dementia and epilepsy CRT. that was brought on from CTE in football. Oh, man. CTE, right. CTE. Yeah. Is that what it's called? What did you yeah, say? CRT? Yeah, hit too much and they get the CRT and we got to get the books out of the library. So I think he is still alive, but sadly he does have. That sucks. Yeah. I can't imagine he'd be a good podcast guest then. No. He probably doesn't even remember it. Nobody's going to be as good as Malibu. No. Mm-mm. The boo. The boo. boo. Red, white, and boo. Red, white, and boo. <laughs> they both fall at the same time. They... They determined that Malibu was still on as John fell off, so John does not win. Craig knocks Malibu off. Mm. Like, he stays low, he lets Malibu lose his balance, and strikes while the iron hot. Okay. Okay. So Shumsky is now losing 170 to 205. Craig has now jumped into the lead, <laughs> and in the interview afterwards, Mike says to Craig, remind me not to take a loan out from you, which is, like, what would any of this have to do with your credit score and craig just goes i'm sure you'll still get approved <laughs> yeah it, it was it was a good response to that stupid comment from Adam. Like, yeah all right let's take a break before we go into women's powerball we've got a relatively close game on both sides of the fence right now when we come back we will do women's powerball men's breakthrough and conquer right into the eliminator we'll be right back Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans. And that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful. Housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation. And you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities, browse the current open job openings in these communities, and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Welcome back. We Thank just you. spent the entire break going through Zap's Instagram account. Yeah. And I now want Zap on the show. We need she, to get her on. She curls. Curling. Yep. Curling. That was the crazy thing that caught my eye was that tonight when we're recording this, Saturday, March 4th, we went curling for the first time as mm-hmm. a team. Yeah. Uh, with Brett Tipton, our friend and uh, podcast sponsored uh, Greek's Pizzeria. It's our taste. It's our taste. But yeah, Zap is a fellow curler enthusiast. <laughs> and she golfs. Sunny looks lost all the time. She does. When they like did the breakdown thing, just I don't know. I I, it, I just can't imagine. This is why we need Zap on, so we know like what was the real deal there. They all hate her. It seemed like they all hated her. Yeah, they all hate Sunny. Yeah, 
I don't know if they. Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they liked her, and I, oh, I she does come across as fairly clueless. Yeah, yeah. Um, although maybe she's just so good at playing the character that she's she's got a soft method. Fooled. Yeah, she's very method. flew too close to the sun. All right, yeah. so Brenda just follows Christy. It seems mm-hmm. like they really keyed in on Christy again. They were very gassed by the end of this, but yeah. Brenda does win five to four. So the score after women's Powerball. Christy, 195. Brenda, 175. And we move to the men's breakthrough and conquer. Here we go. John Chomsky runs straight through Gemini. Oh, yeah. Which is a big feat. Yeah. But also, I don't think Gemini's really stopped anyone. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, and Theisman is like, he needs to move up further. Yeah, the, because the, Gemini yeah. starts too far back. Yeah. Then he shoves Malibu straight out of the ring. And then Mike Adamley says, John, you seem to have found a solution to this problem, this double problem, this double gladiator problem. Power. Like, I'm pretty sure that Mike short-circuited in that moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, this problem, this double problem, this double gladiator problem. So Craig also runs through Gemini and Malibu. And as he goes into the wrestling ring, Joe just goes, and this shouldn't take very long. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't. It didn't. No. Joe always has digs on Malibu. He does. Yeah. Probably because he's jealous. Yeah. Peanut butter and jealous. (laughs) Craig got 305. John is at 270. So it's still relatively close. Okay. Moving on to women's assault. Pow, pow. Zap is the one behind the gun. And this is the one where she has a double feed, a, a huh. tennis ball double feed. And that's where we found out that she does has to charge charge the weapon every time. So Brenda is very clearly just trying to get through. Like she's done this before. She knows it sucks. She's just trying to like get through as fast as she can. And she gets hit at the grenade barrels. And Joe says... It looks like Zap is firing for effect, which is what? a it's a term that you use when you're shooting crap. Skeet? No, no. What is like a word? show of force? No. It's a god fart? When you're <laughs> No, why can't I think of the word right now? Like you're being overly dramatic? Hold on. When you're like celebrating uh up in the oh, air. Yeah. Those bullets come back down. Absolutely they do. Shooting for effect. Think when you what, call yeah. for fire and yeah, you're right calling down. For the big guns to shoot 155 millimeter, you what you do is you will walk it on. So you'll start, and then if you miss, then you go 50 meters to the other end until you like walk it into the target that you want. Oh, okay. like measuring it out. Once you've got to where you want it to hit, you fire for effect, and it'll shoot a bunch of rounds. Like once you've got oh, it to the area you need to go okay. to. Yeah. So you'll be like, hey, I've got this enemy in the open at 500 meters i want you to shoot this and then you'll see where it lands and then you'll have them go 50 meters to the right and then you'll see where it lands and then you'll have them go 25 meters to the left until they're on target and once they're on target you'll go fire for effect got it so he was using a term a military term like yeah that seems very inside baseball for joe Mm. like when he said that i was like very few people understood what you just said theisman or adamley Theisman said it. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he's got a military background, like in oh. his family or something. Yeah. Yeah, probably. His dad had to have fought in World War II. Hmm. That age? He had to have. Okay. All right. They bring up karate again. And then uh, they asked Brenda, because Brenda was like underhand throwing the grenades up just to like get him out. And she said, I'd be a starving person if I threw hand grenades for a living. <laughs> like, that's a wild <laughs> thing to do for a job. Yeah. 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 Like, I'd be yeah. starving. 
Yeah, you would be, Brenda. So Christy gets Mike to make a Martina never to Laura never to never to <laughs> never Laura. to Laura. never to Lova never, never to Lova, Lova. Na- thank you reference and which makes sense because she kind of looks like Martina never to Lova mm-hmm. she gets all the way through on time so she takes the same approach of just get through so the score is Christy two twenty five Brenda one seventy five and we move into the men's human cannonball Craig if you remember was the first contestant to ever get. All three. He was also the first contestant. Shumsky only knocks off Malibu, who still has to have... Like, I can't believe they put him up there. He's, he's got he's to yeah, have some, some uh, PTSD to get back up there. Craig gets all three, so he is six for six on Human Cannibal. Man, Something cool, to keep Craig. in mind uh, if he makes it through, which he's now up 405 to 300, so I have a feeling he's going to get through. Wow. Joe, on Malibu, when he gets knocked off, goes, I'll tell you what... He's really pretty to watch in midair. Oh my. <laughs> he sure did. Okay. Yeah, I wrote that down too. So they don't show women's human cannonball. So now we have two women's events <laughs> they haven't shown at all. Wow. The women's score is Christy has 255 to Brenda Hun's 175. The gap is growing. Mm. Uh, they're Both of these games are basically over going to the eliminator. All right, so Brenda needs to win by a lot. And Malibu's sunglasses are back. Brenda need hams to win by a lot. Need yeah. hams. Uh, so Brenda gets absolutely rocked by a medicine ball. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. She does. I forgot about that. She gets drilled in the knee. Yeah, just yeah. rocked. And in slow-mo, you see it like it looks like she, it could have done some serious damage to her patella. Yeah, well, she gets nailed. Christy Cotton advances to the semifinals. Yeah. 380 to 240. It was never really all that close, even with the drama I tried to build. And Brenda says... I think I improved as a person. Mm. Mm. And Christy says, gladiators are bigger folks, and we're trying the best we can. Mm. Yeah. Pretty just general responses there mm. to Adam yeah. Lee. Huh. On the men's side. Ah, yes. John needs to win by 21 seconds. Who is the pride of Massachusetts is what we're trying to find yeah, out. Yeah, right. Medford versus Lynn. Lynn, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Craig gets hung up on the medicine balls like it catches him under yeah, the armpit yeah. and it swings him back and he leaves the screen. <laughs> he disappears. Yeah, he he nobody knows where he goes. Like two and medicine like, balls. Yeah. And at one and they're like, we don't even know where he went. <laughs> um neither uh gets so like he like falls into the pit, eventually climbs up. He doesn't lose by twenty one seconds. He only loses by like five seconds. Okay. So he wins four seventy to three ninety. Craig says that it hurt his back really bad when he hit the wall. Like yeah. apparently when the medicine ball caught him, he swung back and like smoked some wall. He says he's sure he'll be fine. Shumsky says Craig is the favorite the rest of the way. Mm. I'm with you, John. If you can, And then John says, if you can combine the toughest football camp and the toughest military training with the toughest everything else, like get out of here. Yeah. There's no way American gladiators is that hard on the, for the gladiators. Yes. You're doing two to three episodes. An get, episode. Yeah. 500 bucks. Yeah. If but that. get bent, John, like get it's bent. not that hard. Um, yeah, pound sand. So yeah. our next episode, we have Billy versus Hosea. Oh, oh good. Nice. I, nice. This is the matchup of the century. Oh, is this an eliminator uh, that we're doing right now? If we will, yeah. Okay. And then in the women's side, I believe it's Adelaide McCarthy versus, versus Ursula. I think, Phillips. Right? No, Ursula oh, is Phillips. going up against Joanna. Tracy Phillips. All right, you ready? Yeah. The Here Eliminator. We... What 
with this being the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is the most expensive quarter? Is it the 1949 MS-68? Mm. Is it the 1932 MS-66? Is it the 1948 MS-68? The 1932 MS-67? Or the 1964 MS-68? The most expensive quarter. What was the last one? The 1964 MS-68. I'm going with that one. I'm going to go with the second 1932, the oh. MS-66. Zero points. Okay. Which of the following? What? Why is it the most expensive one? Well, I'm not going to ask that question because it doesn't look like you have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. Which of the following people aren't from Lynn, Massachusetts? Oh, okay. Oh, I like this. Okay. Walter Brennan. <laughs> Frederick Douglass. Bump Hadley, Betty Davis, or Leslie Stahl? I Which of the following who. are not from Lynn, Massachusetts? I'm going Betty Davis. Okay. Who was the bumper? Bump? bump Hadley. He's a baseball player. Was baseball player. First you say hello, then you smile. I really wanted where, to say where Walter Brennan. Where on the Walter Brennan photos? <laughs> I'm going to go with Frederick Douglass. He is from Lynn, Massachusetts. Russ is right. Betty Davis. Preacher man. Congratulations. Um, But but also, like, a lot of people are from Lynn, Massachusetts. Yeah, Yeah, and I don't think it's that big of a town. Walter Brennan, Frederick Douglass, Bump Headley, Leslie Stahl. There's more than that. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. No, no. John Adams. (laughs) What day every year is known as National Brenda Day? Brenda Day. Brenda Day. Yeah, which this is right up your oh, alley. Yeah. You love Russ almost every day. Mm. Sends us happy such and such day. Yeah. National Brenda is Day. Is it July 18th, June 6th, October 19th, July 31st, or August 7th? Friday was what if dogs and cats had opposable thumbs day? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's, uh, that's riveting. I forgot the question. And what day this. every year is celebrated as National Brenda Day? July 18th, June 6th, October 19th, July 31st, August 7th. I'm going October 19th. Okay. I'm going. I, now, why would it be? That's what I'm trying to think. But like, I'm like, I, I, some of se- these August are my 7th. children's birthdays, just so you're aware. I had to just throw out dates and I just. July 18th is National Brenda Day. Why? I don't know. I was thinking maybe like if the spelled out, I don't know. Oh, you were with the numbers? Yeah. Yeah. With the numbers. I wonder why it's that day. I don't know. There must be a famous Brenda that was born on that day. Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee. What did Brenda Lee sing? Brenda Lee sang. Did she sing Later We'll Have Some Pie? Yep. She sang that. Later We'll Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Fucking pie, and we'll do some caroling. That'll be a fun beep. She also <laughs> sang a, a song called Sweet Nothings, which was cool. What'd that sound like? Brenda Lee did, I'm sorry. Oh. So sorry. Sweet Nothings, Break It To Me Gently was a good song, too. Um, Break it to me gently. <laughs> one time. One time, one two time. time. We don't Join know. us in two weeks for the second quarterfinal Billy Worth versus Hosea Simmons. Yeah. We're all very excited about this. 
I'm just thrilled to bring you Swing Shot yeah. with Russ and Ryan. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.